afternoon, it's Dr. Charles Benz here, and you're listening to Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. This weekly program helps to give you some insight into things that will definitely make you healthier, help you to become healthier, and we look at the science that's emerging every week and try to find those things that are most critical to most people. And uh, today's topic is really interesting because I find that a lot of people in the older age group, which I happen to be in, are having problems with their kidneys. And there's lots of reasons for that. The main, the main one is we don't very, pay much or very much attention to our kidneys. And so it's one of those things where we need to take a little more responsibility for paying attention to them because they're extremely important. We're gonna talk about how important they are and how to make them healthier today. And I'm gonna ask for some help today from my friend John Barson, who's the editor and top researcher at Total Health Magazine. Been working with John for about 15 plus years. And we've covered a lot of topics in those years. And I know this is gonna be one that he'll be interested in and I know you will be too. So thanks John and um, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, all things considered. <laughs> With the state of affairs globally, everything is, you know, it's nice to take a break from what's going on outside to sit here and talk with you about important health topics like this. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, uh, I've had a, a few challenges with my kidneys, not, not serious ones, but enough so that I thought um, it always helps when you have a personal stake in something. So I, I, I had a kidney stone at, at one point and I thought, well, that's interesting because I'm eating a pretty darn healthy diet and I'm taking a lot of good supplements. You know, why is this stone developing? Apparently, almost everybody develops stones and they just get rid of them. I'm terrified of that thought. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they, Literally, that keeps me awake nights. I remember a friend of mine, she had kidney stones and oh my God, it was so, she was in so much pain and discomfort and I thought, oh no, I think I would want, I'd be suicidal. <laughs> well, it's like giving birth. I don't know. Women have a pain level that, that we just cannot imagine. I, you're a hundred percent right on that because when my pain kicked in, I thought, okay, this is a new level for me. And I didn't know what it was. I mean, I had to get a CT scan in order for some doctor to tell me, oh, you've got a really nice big kidney stone there that is trying to escape your kidneys and get down into the urinary tract. So I thought, okay, there must be something that I'm doing that's not right. So of course I knew a little bit about kidneys at that point, but I knew anecdotally different studies that were done that showed that this helped kidneys and that helped kidneys. But when it becomes personal, that's when you really start to dig in and get into the real serious research. And, and when you do that, you find out the first thing is you got to increase your water intake. I mean, this, this, these organs really require water because it actually regulates the fluid balance in your body and the electrolytes that are in your body uh, and, and cleaning up and getting rid of toxins. And, and, it, happens, and, and it happens to play a role in, in uh, red blood cell production and the absorption of glucose and the, the, the use of amino acids and the regulation of blood pressure and hormone production and activation of vitamin D3. And unbelievable how many things that these kidneys do. And so once I saw that, I thought, you know what? This, this is gonna make a good radio show 
because I think yes. a lot of people are not paying as much attention to their kidneys as they should. So what are you doing now that now that you're terrified? What are you doing about it? <laughs> well, <laughs> drinking lots of water. Um, I, you know, uh, I actually I did a test uh, once. Um, actually, I've done it a few times over the years, where uh, I have a container, and um, it, it wasn't until I did it the first time somebody suggested I do it, where I I peed into the container for a couple of days to see how much urine I actually produced. And when you realize how much urine you actually produce, it's very encouraging to make you drink more water. <laughs> because you're like, I don't remember drinking that much water. Yeah, and a lot of the water sort of gets absorbed and used up by the body in different ways. Yes. So you can put in 30 ounces and get out 20 ounces. And you know, you think, well, where, where'd all that water go? Well, it's used by the body. 70% of our body is fluid. And so it needs this water and, and it needs these fluids. Well, and, and leg cramping, I, and we're talking about kidneys, but leg cramps, if you get night cramps, yeah. like leg cramps, um, more often than not, it's because you're not drinking enough water. You know, And uh, one of the great things about it is that it, it, the kidneys also have a lot to do with magnesium production and a balance of these uh, electrolytes. And 70 to 80% of people have a magnesium deficiency. And one of the reasons why all these things don't get caught is that for the, in the case of magnesium, they're using a, a test, a magnesium test, that measures about 1% of the magnesium in your body. And so we need to encourage people to get the RBC magnesium test, the red blood cell magnesium test, because you get a much more accurate picture. And so... Oh, I do the same thing. You know, I ask people during the workshop, okay, how many people have leg cramps? And again, maybe 50, 60, 70% of people put up their hand. This is a magnesium and or potassium deficiency. And these things are really, because these are like precursors to the kidney stones, in other words, and to the heart attacks. I mean, if you have magnesium problems, you have so many different ways that this can manifest itself. And so you have to pay attention to what your symptoms are. We have a symptoms analysis here where we measure 17 different essential vitamins and minerals and oils. And there's a bunch of symptoms, like there's eight or nine symptoms in each one of these. And what we say is some of them are more important, some of them are worth two points, some of them are worth one point. But the thing is, if you accumulate four points, in any of these particular categories, then you probably have a deficiency. We use this as a substitute for a blood test if we don't have enough, if we don't have enough money in the program to do a blood test. And do you know people will come back and say, well, that's interesting because I do have um, magnesium deficiencies based on your evaluation. And I happen to have the one thing that they said as a symptom was leg cramps. <laughs> And so these things work. There's a whole book out on symptoms and how to use symptoms as a way to measure your health. And this book has about 200 different illnesses in it, and it uses these symptoms analysis for every one of them. So if, you, if people are interested to find out more, just look up, look up books for, for symptoms to determine your health. And uh, that, that will be helpful. How much do you know about how kidneys work, John? I mean... Uh, well, you know what? I, I, I find that's a good question. I was just... 
uh, thinking about uh, another piece written by uh, Julius Gep, Dr. Julius Gep, uh, back in May of 2010. He was uh, he, he said at that time that uh, it wasn't even until 2002 that there was a standard definition for chronic kidney disease. Wow. So the medical community is just basically just learning about kidney disease, whereas functional medicine doctors have been treating these symptoms for decades. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 it won't surprise you to know that there's millions of these filters in the kidneys called nephrons. And these nephrons, uh, they have two pathways. Uh, they, they have what they call the, the glucomeraculous uh, pathway and the tubule uh, pathway. And uh, there's two different pathways here that help to kind of break down these the, the, the toxins and, and the bad things that are, are going through the kidneys. And then there's another one that says, wait a minute, there's good things too. And it kind of pull out the good things and recycle them into the blood. So the main thing to know is you've got these millions of little, uh, I don't know, I guess they're the little pathways with filters on them. And the more you drink, the more they're able to be open and fluid to go through, taking out these, this waste material and preserving the things that your kidneys really need and your whole body needs and sending them back into the blood. And so it's basically a filtering system for your blood. And so we know that there's all kinds of things that accumulate in the blood, but how to get them through the system of filtering and out into your body for reuse again, that's the real problem. And so we have to look at things like water consumption, which we talked about in our last program as being one of the main things that was needed, and then salt levels and sugar levels. Did you know that just two or more sugary drinks a year can lead to serious kidney problems and kidney stones? Two sugary drinks, in other words, two soft drinks, is all it takes. And you imagine the people that, uh, yeah, they, especially diet pops, right? They're drinking that stuff all day long. Yeah. And so this lowers, what happens with this, uh, when you have the, the problem with the sugar and the salt and the low water is you, you get low vitamin D, B3 and you get low magnesium. And this is what can cause kidney stones. Also, you can, have, you can have kidney stones that are generated by calcium, by potassium, by your... Uh, there's about five or six different kinds of kidney stones. And if you have sleep disruption, this also disturbs the balancing process. While you're sleeping, your body's going through this whole balancing process. And the kidneys play a really important role in that because they're the ones that are getting rid of the toxins and moving the good things back into the bloodstream. And so this is, this is a real problem. And if you're on painkillers, these, these drugs and other drugs cause serious problems for the kidneys. And so uh, sometimes people say, okay, I, I, have to, I have to urinate, but I'll wait, you know, because I'm in an important meeting or I'm here. Waiting is not a good thing. It's really bad. Your kidneys are under stress. They're under strain when you're doing that. You've got to release those toxins and get them moving through the body. Um, so we have to get people to eat a more nutritional diet. We have to Absolutely. get more, more vegetables, more fruits, whole foods. And uh, 70 to 80% of people aren't getting enough magnesium. 
People are eating an average of two vegetables a day when they should be eating seven to nine helpings of vegetables a day. And... Yeah, I've actually switched to uh, raw vegetables. I just buy big bags of organic broccoli, carrots, and whatever is in there, cauliflower, and I just munch on those. Yeah, be careful with the cauliflower. Uh, cauliflower is really strange. You, uh, that's one of the only ones that I make sure I cook all the time because there's an enzyme released there that will actually help that cauliflower to become less toxic. Cauliflower actually has a, an ability to be toxic in the body unless you steam it a little bit and release these enzymes. Wow. And so, well, thanks for that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I learned that the hard way, but... Uh, and, and so, because I was on this raw food diet too, and there was something that wasn't agreeing with me. And then I did a little more research and bingo, there was cauliflower as the thing that was the, probably the problem. Well, good. Um, I eat mostly broccoli and carrots, so I, I don't eat much in the way of cauliflower. That's, that's cool. Well, we do need to, you know, you know this too. We need a mixture of, of colors as much yes. as we can. Um, eating too many well, What about animals. pyrodoxamine? Pyrodoxamine or pyrodoxal 5-phosphate? That's that's one of the you know they almost the FDA tried to take that off the <laughs> off the list because they thought that's too damn effective, and we need to get that the heck out of there because it it does a lot of things but basically it's one of the things that helps to eliminate the the aging cell thing the glycation process the what they call ages uh, so once they 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 saw that they could possibly put that into prescription medication. They worked very hard at it, but it's still out there. It's a form of vitamin B. And, right. But it's, it's in a cycle of vitamin B that's a little bit different than the regular cycle of vitamin B. And so when you, when you look at this drug, well, we, I call it a drug, but really when you look at this medication, it's different than just regular vitamin B. It's really special. And it has some, some properties in it that just other vitamin Bs do not have. And so it's a compound. Usually uh, they recommend about 50 to 250 milligrams uh, two times a day, but it helps with glucose metabolism. And we talked about sugar being one of the problems uh, with the kidneys. It's an antioxidant, which I, had, I didn't have a really good idea about how much of an antioxidant this form of vitamin B is. And then it, it blocks this kind of advanced glycation end product process because these proteins, these animal proteins, if they're, if they're cooked a certain way, for example, and they're uh, over fried and overheated too quickly, that can create these advanced glycation end products. I gave up, I gave away my, my outdoor fryer, my outdoor uh, barbecue thing because of this. And uh, I also sort of gave up red meat for the most part because of it, because the red meat is the most uh, deleterious for the kidneys of all the proteins. But even fish protein in excess will cause this problem. So this is where you measure things like creatine. And uh, I had a friend of mine who creatine levels went uh, maybe 5% over the max. And his doctor said, well, you're in stage two kidney disease. And he emailed me and says, is he right about that? And I said, I don't, really, I don't know, but I don't think so. But you need to lower your protein uh, levels, your animal protein. He said, oh, I can cut back on that. And since he was a close friend, I said, no, if you're going to do this, you're going to stop your animal protein until you get those creatine levels in the right range. 
And I said, I don't really want to talk to you until you do that, <laughs> because I, this is serious, and you know, I don't, I don't want you to mess up and say, well, I can just reduce it and still. Anyway, the bottom line was, after about a month, a month and a half, his creatine levels went back into the safe range, and I said, that's not a license to go back to eating all the red meat you want. Okay, you still got to keep it under control. Then I found out he was eating a whole jar of peanut butter every day. And I said, you know what? Uh, I think this is also part of your problem. You gotta cut down on this peanut butter because that's a protein and that's, you know, it's something that your kidneys aren't, aren't, aren't gonna really like. So anyway, he got the message and he, he, he got it under control and he's fine now. But sometimes you have to challenge your friends. I mean, I had one with a, with a, a thing on his, uh, on his face that didn't look good for weeks and weeks. And I said, you got to get that uh, looked at, buddy. And uh, I said, and again, I'd use my phrase. I, I, I probably lose a lot of friends this way. I said, I don't want to talk to you again until you get that examined. <laughs> it turned out to be cancer. <laughs> and he got it taken off. And now he's using uh, natural treatments for the, for the skin uh, problems that he has. And so this was, this was really important, but I, I think that the kidneys do so much, but here's one, a lot of people are gonna just cringe when they hear this, that caffeine. The coffee is not a good thing for your kidneys. And people think, oh, well, I'm eating, I'm drinking fluid. Oh, so I'm drinking coffee, so that's okay. That's not a substitute for water. And neither is alcohol, even though they're fluids. So these are things that, uh, moderation, definitely, but making sure that you're monitoring uh, your body to see whether your blood tests are, are really what they should. How often do you do, do blood tests on John, and how do you how do you get make sure you're getting the right ones? Well, I make sure I'm getting the right ones by going to your website. That's step number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at your. Uh, you sent me this. Uh, your preventing kidney disease and nutrients for cellular health. And uh, I, I'm just going through this, and I'm like, wow, there's just there's so much information here, and uh, and then you look at the topic in, in brackets, partial list, I'm like, oh my god, uh, no, I was thinking <laughs> that I I, I want to talk to uh, one of our regular contributors uh, um, when it comes to food, uh, Gloria Gilbert, she has a, a food lab in I believe it's in Chile, high in the mountains in Chile. And uh, I'd love to send her this and say, okay, make us some recipes for kidney health. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do that. Because there's 11 different categories. I mean, if you look at that, I try to do this for all the illnesses. Like can the first one I did this for was cancer. And there were 10 different categories of foods that if you wanted to prevent cancer and treat it and get rid of it and keep it away, then there, there's 10 categories of foods. Well, it's almost the same with kidneys, but there's a little bit of a difference. There's antioxidants, you know, those are the ones that are getting rid of all the bad stuff, the, you know, the bacteria and the, the toxins. But there's then these special foods that are called prevention, special prevention foods. And then there's the harmful foods, because we're trying to pull out these nutrients to put them into categories where you can, people can say, okay, these are the best, these are the worst. And then the blood cleansing foods and nutrients. All right, these are, the, these are the ones that actually help to get those toxins out of the kidneys and get them out quickly and get the body to recycle the good things. And then there's the cellular repair. Listen, 
I did a I did a program on TV the other day. Fifty to a hundred thousand cells get DNA damage in our body every day, every day, and so those foods, the cellular repair foods, are ones that help to repair that damage, and that's critical if you're going to keep these organs functioning the way they should. And then there's the inflammation lowering foods. There's the mitochondria improvement foods. Those are the energy parts of your cells. But there are certain nutrients that help to neutral uh, provide the right nutrients for this mitochondria. There's DNA damage, so you got one level of damage, which is kind of okay. It's kind of beginning of, of of damaged cells, but then you got the serious ones where you get actual DNA damage to the cell. That's a whole different other group of nutrients. And then you got detoxification foods. You've got anti-fibroid foods. You got aerobic enhancers, putting more oxygen in. So I think that's a brilliant idea to to get your friend to put some of these together, because we need we need a a nutritional program for kidney patients. What a what a great idea, John. That's just fantastic. Thinking outside the box. She's from Chile, huh? No, she's uh, actually from. Um she used to live in uh, northern Idaho in a in a in one of the most pristine environments because of her um, allergies and her uh, sensitivity to anything chemical. Um, yeah, she 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 found a secluded mountaintop <laughs> spot that's as as clean as she could possibly find. So not having to live in a bubble. Where is she located? I, I believe it's in Chile. I'll, I'll confirm okay. that with you when we're when okay. we're done here. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know... But she's fantastic, because here, here's what I loved about her recipes. When when she provided the recipes to them, it's been about a year, I think, since the last one. Um, she took a break, but uh, she would break she would write the recipe for a condition, and then she would break it down um, into the science that supported all of the ingredients. So you, you will love oh, it. Oh, wow. Wow, uh, that's fantastic. I like, like, maybe we should bring her on the show one day. I, I'm I'm going to effort her uh, immediately. Okay. All right. Well, one of the things we always try to tell people is, what are the good tests that we already have, and what are the ones that your doctor needs to add? And we we know that serum creatine is one of them that measures this animal protein in in your body, and then we have the uh, the 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 glumer the the filtration rate. In other words. How, how quickly do these waste products get out of the body? So that's a test. Uh, it's G-L-O-M-E-R-U-L-E, glomerul. And then we have the BUN test. That's the blood urine nitrogen test to find out if you have this excess protein. So the two of them will like, confirm each other. And then you can actually do what I mentioned before is you can do your ultrasound or a CD scan, and then you can identify kidney stones. And then you have to do a little bit more analysis to find out what kind of stone it is. And then there's another one called uh, albumin uh, to, to creatine ratio. So the albumin to creatine ratio tells you whether things are working in combination with each other the way they should. Here are the, are the four tests that they don't add to the program. Vitamin D3. Vitamin D3 is important. So if your kidneys aren't working properly, it could be that that is corresponding to a low vitamin D3 level. And so you need to confirm that that might be a contributing factor. Then I mentioned before the magnesium RBC test. 
And then homocysteine, that's one that determines what your levels of vitamin B6 and 12 and folate are. So homocysteine will confirm it. But I mentioned fibroids before. Fibroids develop in, in, an, in an area uh, where you can measure galactin-3, G-A-L-E-C-T-I-N. Galactin-3 measures the fibroid development in your body. And so these are all kind of five to 10 year earlier tests that show whether the kidneys or some other organ is working not as well as it should. So that's a group of tests I'm gonna offer at the end of the show for anybody that wants to have this package of materials that you and I have been talking about, I'm gonna offer them to go and either uh, email me at Ben's, B-E-N-S-C-K at gmail.com and I'll send you this package with that chart that you and I talked about and with these tests. So what do you have for solutions, John, as we end up this thing? Uh, did you have any idea or did you develop any uh, research on uh, what things people can do to get their kidneys to working, be working better? Well, I, I, actually, I'm, I'm going to come back at you with a question because you are the expert. If, when you think about all of the different things that we could do on, on a regular basis, um, one of the thoughts I always have is what are the top like uh, four, three, four, or five supplements that are going to help us with maintaining our health. Because, I mean, there there is a lot on your list. You know, CoQ10 and lipoic acid and D-ribose and uh, berberine, uh, glutathione, magnesium. I, I barely touched the list. So, <laughs> um, a, a person could go could go broke buying supplements. So, which is why diet is so so important to try and get as much of as much as we can in our diet. But what would you say if you're concerned about kidney health? Like, what would you say are the top uh, two or three? Given that you're already taking vitamin D3, zinc, um, and magnesium. Yeah, that that is a great approach to it because uh, you know there are 20 things listed here, and you could you, people would uh, blow their brains out if they tried to to get all these things. And so you're absolutely right. Exactly. So I'm going to start with the best clinical trial, and the best clinical trial was on people who were already on dialysis. That means their kidneys had probably failed enough that the doctor said, okay, uh, medication's not working anymore. We gotta take your old blood out, clean it, and put it back in again. And so this dialysis group uh, took 180 milligrams of CoQ10 for three months. 50% of them were able to get off their dialysis. So that sort of wow. tells you that the number one thing is CoQ10 because if you can get your cells to have more energy, a lot of the cells that have deteriorated aren't damaged or just or diseased because cells kind of deteriorate in six different stages. First, they become stressed, then weakened, then challenged. Then they become dysfunctional. Then they become mutated. Then they become diseased. If you can get a lot of the cells that are stressed and weakened and challenged to return to good health just by increasing the energy in those cells. You can get 60 or 70% of your cells back to working. And it doesn't mean they're working perfectly, but it means they're working well enough to do their job. And so that's probably number number one. And then that one that you mentioned before, that, that special form of vitamin B6, the peroxidilamine, that's that's probably right at, right yes. at the top of that list as well. And now I'm just going to go down the list and say these are the ones that I already take. <laughs> I already take I already take berberine 
because berberine is a really great supplement for sugar control. I take uh, uva ursa uh, because it's for, uh, to contain and make sure you don't get bacterial infections. And I take garlic extract, which for the same reason, very anti-antioxidant and bacterial protection. And I take, of course, the vitamin C, which you mentioned, and I take lipoic acid, our lipoic acid. That's great because it's both a fat and a water-soluble antioxidant, extremely powerful. So those are the ones that I think they fall into a group. I, I take another one called uh, kidney, uh, <laughs> um, stone breaker it's called it's actually called stone stone, stone breaker, breaker. Yeah. and oh, it's an herb called uh, shanka um, uh, paradra and um, there's not a, a tremendous amount of study on it but over the years and kind of the uh, herbal traditions of african and south american tribes this herb seems to do the, do the job, and there's some science that so, shows that it does, and uh, we know that the correlation is that there's a prescription medication called potassium citrate that also does the same thing. So it works pretty much the same as cit, uh, potassium citrate, and it also works to eliminate the hyalobacteria uh, ulcer thing in your stomach, and some people have gotten rid of their, uh, their gallstones with it and gout and uh, helped with liver disease. So the stone breaker is, is worth considering uh, uh, along with some of the others. But I'd be glad to send this list to people and uh, let them know what the overall uh, list is. But you've gotten the five or six that John's challenging me to tell you I'm, I'm taking. Uh, that's from your certified PhD hypochondriac. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I want these kidneys to be working a long time. So I get the right tests. I eat the right foods. I take the right supplements. Hopefully that'll get the job done. And I hope it will for everybody. Uh, any final thoughts today, John? I just want to encourage people to drink a lot more clean, filtered water. Yeah, filtered water and, and, and spring water. You know, uh, we want to make sure that there's uh, minerals in there. And um, I like the uh, mineral water that has high levels of silica in it. And uh, that's Volvic and Fiji. And this silica is like a, um, it's a detoxifier in terms of it, it's a, it's a chelator. In other words, it attracts heavy metals, especially aluminum. And so uh, you can actually feel the difference when you go into the store and you actually touch these bottles and you touch the Fiji bottle or the Volvic bottle, it's about 10 degrees cooler than all the other waters. Just test it for yourself. It didn't come out of any refrigerator in the store. It's the minerals. It's the minerals in there that are making the difference. Right. So I'd like to thank our sponsors today too. We have four wonderful sponsors that help this show to be, uh, be able to be made available to us all. Uh, Paddock Pools is uh, an amazing pool company in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and they have what they call a vacuum extractor. And this vacuum extractor takes this chlorine gas off the surface of the pool, allows people to drink really highly oxygenated water. It gets about 95% of that chlorine gas off of the surface of that pool. 
And that makes a big difference because that reduces the zinc damage that is being done by these chlorines. And, and the zinc damage can lead to a deficiency in vitamin uh, D3. And so it actually can prevent cancer. And so this is a really great uh, technology that people need to pay attention to and get into one of their pools in, in their area if they're going to be a swimmer. Uh, the second company is MPB Health, and they're a medical cost-sharing company, and they're kind of unique in the medical cost-sharing space. These are organizations and companies that they, they, they try to do medical cost-sharing uh, instead of having an insurance program. And so all the people that join in are healthy, dedicated to wellness. Um, they want to do everything they can to reduce disease because Instead of paying up front, like the insurance companies do, these companies pay on the basis of, of whether people get sick or not, and then they share the cost. So you're starting out with a very low cost, and then if everybody's doing their job to try to lower the cost of insurance by getting healthier and eating better and taking supplements and doing detoxification, that means you're going to keep these costs down, and they successfully do that to the extent that they're able to have their costs reduced compared to insurance by about 30 to 50%. So MPB Health, they're online. You can listen to some of their videos and watch some of their videos, and then you can call and get some information if you'd like to. The third company is DHA Labs, a very, very advanced blood, urine, and, uh, and genetic testing company. Uh, I've developed seven tests for them. Uh, these tests are designed to identify cellular changes five to ten years before they actually manifest in any disease in conventional medicine. And so this, I'm very proud to have a relationship with this company. And they have a lot of tests that are good that way. And they also have doctors. You don't need to get a doctor's recommendation. You can get this information and the doctor will approve it, the doctor from DHA. And then you can use it yourself. You can share it with your doctor. You can share it with me, whoever whoever your health provider is that you want to have them know what's going on in your body, DHA Labs has a system for allowing that to happen. And the fourth sponsor is Sun, uh, Southern Trust Financial. And yes, they're a wealth consulting company that helps their uh, clients to become healthier and wealthier because they practice all the things that John and I have been talking about over the last couple of shows to make people uh, as healthy as they can be so that they can live as long as they can and enjoy the benefits of the money that they've been able to save over the years. And so Southern Trust Financial is located in Sarasota, but anybody can use them right across the country. It doesn't have to be just a Sarasota company. So call them if you need some help with your financial planning. We really appreciate our sponsors and we appreciate our special guest, John Barson from Total Health Magazine. And we appreciate our, our listeners. And we like to hear back from you. If you have a story, and we have, and we have plenty of them now that we can share. If you have a story about something that resonated with you and you're able to tell us more about it, share it with me at Ben's, B-E-N-S-C-K at gmail.com. Be glad to tell you, tell others about it. We want to know what your stories of success are. Thanks again, John. Well, I do want to say yeah. one thing, one, one thing, uh, because I think there are over 30, 30 to 40 million people with some form of kidney disease in, in the U.S. Uh, reach out to, uh, to Charles because he's going to send you his chart on preventing kidney disease and the nutrients that you need. Thank you for that plug, John. And, uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. And thanks for, thanks for listening in. And we hope you got something really important that uh, you were able to use today. Bye for now.